Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. And I'm Wajah Ali. And Waj, my God, I don't even know what we should talk about because there is just so much. Um, we can go from insurrectionists to sentencing for Donald Trump's COO to climate change to everywhere that you want to go. So you kick us off. What's so on I your mind? Think, you know, I, I was thinking as we kick off 2023 and we have extremists controlling the House, and I think you and I agree that uh, there should be a new rule that we should make the word moderate Republican extinct. It should be like invisible Pepsi or Praise Velcro or, yes. or like friggin' the, uh, the pager, all right? It shouldn't exist. But So we have the extremists now who control the House. And, you know, you talk about Alan Weiselberg, who just openly crimed with Donald Trump, obviously, mm-hmm. for years. The a dude de- just over got, a decade. Dude got five months in prison, and yet there are black folks are serving a multi-year sentence for simply possessing drugs and weed, I should mention, which is, by the way, super profitable for white hipsters in Oregon now, just throwing it out there in Washington, D.C. But I was sitting here thinking about, as, as of this week, the, in, a, in a party line vote, all the Republicans in the House have now created a new select subcommittee that will investigate, Danielle, the quote-unquote weaponization of the federal government, <laughs> which is to be chaired by Representative Jim Jordan, he who does not wear jackets and who mm-hmm. apparently turns a blind eye to groomers in his own midst when he was a wrestling coach. And I'm sitting here and everyone's talking about like, oh my God, they're so extreme. And now they're going to do these bullshit investigations against Hunter Biden. And now the both sides bullshit framing of the media because Joe Biden left a few uh, documents uh, in, you know, in one of his offices. And apparently that's the same thing, Danielle, as Donald Trump taking yeah. thousands of documents and lying about it multiple times, apparently it's the same thing, but I digress. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, what, we can, what can we talk about as, as, you know, a black queer woman and, and, a, and a Muslim man looking at this? And my only takeaway is, well, you know, FBI, DOJ, law enforcement, this is what you get. If you coddle white rage, if you rationalize it, if you let it go, if you excuse it, are you surprised that the monster that you enabled by not holding them accountable, now that they have power, have turned their targets on you? 
And I say this also with the revelation uh, of the past two weeks that the Capitol Hill police uh, repeatedly warned law enforcement agencies about the growing insurrection threat. And what happened? They were ignored. And you and I have discussed this on the show before. If black and brown people with that number amassed outside the U.S. Capitol and simply, I don't know, peacefully protested, there would be at least uh, four or five deaths. So that's where my mind is right now. Like, the, like I'm sitting here looking at this bullshit subcommittee that's going to just drag on for two years, muddy the waters, create a both sides false equivalence. But then a part of me says, hey, law enforcement. You knew about the threat of white supremacy. You knew about the threat of the, uh, the Republicans, and you haven't held them accountable. And this is what happens when you let robbers rob the bank in broad daylight, and they walk out with the money bags and smile at the police officer and give them a bunch of donuts. And the police officer says, thank you. May I have another? You know, it, it's I don't even know where to begin here, because what I have seen and what, I, what, I, what continues to piss me off is that black people, like you had mentioned, who are imprisoned, um, who are imprisoned, many of which, like we learned in Ferguson back in 2014, are imprisoned because they can't afford to get out on bail. Not mm. because they were actually guilty, but because of the fact that they can't get out on bail. Serve longer time than somebody who's been on a crime spree, who admitted to that crime spree, we know that the organization, through Tish James's own investigations, have been found guilty on 17 counts, including multiple counts of fraud mm -hmm. and willingness to defraud, that when white-collar crime is committed, it hurts more than one person. It actually hurts hundreds, if not thousands, if we look at what, was, what happened in the early 2000s around Wall Street and the foreclosure crisis. 2008 right? economic crisis. Is that the, they are the ones that cause economic crisis, they are the ones that cause so much pain, so much disruption of our economy. And yet they are the ones that receive the least amount of time. And so am I shocked by Alan Weisselberg's slap on the wrist? Absolutely not. Am I shocked by the fact that these people keep coming up with more inventive ways to continue with the insurrection? No. Am I shocked that we now are exporting far-right extremism mm. to countries like Brazil that modeled after the Capitol riots. And why did they do that? Oh, because they got away with it in the, in America. <laughs> I mean, did, what, what did it surprise you wash? It surprised the fuck out of me that people are arrested on the same day when they crime. I didn't know that that could happen. I thought that you were able to go back to the fucking holiday Inn, right? Post on Facebook and Instagram. And then maybe somebody would find it six, seven months later. I think that the idea here is that what we understand and what Trumpism and MAGAism has illuminated for many of for, for white America, because black and brown people already knew that there were multiple levels to our justice system, mm. to our injustice system, that if you were wealthy enough, if you were white enough, if you were well connected, then you can do whatever the fuck you want. You it's can, good to be a white criminal. It is good to be a white criminal. It is bad to be a black or brown innocent person just walking across the street in America because you are more likely to be shot as an innocent black or brown person wearing a hood, walking down the street in the rain as Trayvon Martin was than you are to have with your whole face out and a pole mm. go and beat the hell out of a police officer and then be able to go home.
When people like there is just not enough outrage, in my humble opinion, but I'm tired of I, I think it is outrage fatigue because we know where this is going. Oh, what, what were we told? Jack Smith, that's going to be the guy. Before that, it was Bob Mueller. That was going to be the guy. Right. Before after that, it was Merrick Garland. That's going to be the guy who then appoints another guy who appoints another guy that guess what? Doesn't do a fucking thing. And the thing that you said earlier about, oh, well, law enforcement should be aware that when white rage goes unchecked, it will come for them. Well, what we have to also understand and acknowledge is that white rage wears a badge in these Mm. United States, right? That a lot of those that are killed are killed by police officers in these United States. We know that there has been. Why? Because of FBI reports that told us about an infiltration of white supremacy in our law enforcement. But why would we think otherwise? It's where it was formulated. These are former slave catchers that then turned into police officers. So if America is never going to reckon with who it is and its founding, then we're going to continue, you and I, to just go blue in the face talking about the same shit over and over again because nothing ever changes. And if it does, it's incremental. And then the pushback looks like Trumpism. Here's a, an awesome old head reference. Some of those who work forces are the same that burn crosses. Uh, Come Rage on. Against the Machine from 1993. And I think it's important, right, to have this perspective, especially as people of color, because white folks are just discovering now that, oh, law enforcement, when it's unchecked and unregulated, Uh, can be abusive and corrupt and and goes against those very same communities it is asked and tasked to serve and protect, right? Who watches the watchmen? And I am not, and you are not in any way, shape, or form rationalizing the the increased level of intimidation and threats, by the way, against law enforcement that is coming as a direct result of the right-wing target on law enforcement agencies, right? The rise of stochastic terrorism. We've talked about this. When uh, Donald Trump was caught red-handed Thousands of documents, highly classified in Mar-a-Lago, he started uh, promoting the deep state conspiracy. Well, guess what happened like a week later? A friggin' MAGA nut decided to attack the FBI office in Cincinnati, Ohio, and won the Darwin Award of 2022 because he was killed. I mean, and like we talked about it, but it wasn't even national news. Can you imagine if a Muslim did it and a black person did it? And, you know, talking about this double standard, I think is important because you mentioned something I think that's very important, Danielle, is that any time the white, let's just stick with the white collar, right? The, mm-hmm. the good, rich, mm-hmm. white criminal. Because it's good to be mm-hmm. a white, rich criminal. Mm-hmm. The Weiselbergs, who only got five months, the 2008 economic crisis that just mm-hmm. shattered my generation. I was out of law school, right? Uh, Enron, right? Th- I mean, the fact that they willingly and knowingly cobbled up bullshit triple B loans, packaged it as shiny triple A loans, right? Had people invest in them. And who did they sell these mortgages to? Poor black folks. Black and brown people. Black folks yep. and brown folks. No yep. income stated loan. Go ahead. Achieve the American dream. Don't worry about it. Just buy, buy, buy. And you fast forward to now. And you have another white criminal, Sam Bankman, Sam, uh, what's the name? Sam Bankman Freed of FTX, cryptocurrency, yep. a Crypto. Ponzi scheme. What people aren't talking about enough is that who are the greatest victims of this crypto Ponzi scheme? Black folks, brown folks, middle class folks, and poor folks who came on the back end. And we're like, oh, all these people are pushing crypto on us. Great. We can make some money. The rich folks who invest in early, Daniel, they got out. And now who gets completely screwed when this Ponzi scheme is revealed? Black folks, 
brown folks. And then you see people like Sam Bankman Freed, who's free right now because I think he put like what five hundred million dollars worth of bill. Was a hundred million dollars or? I'm gonna. I'm gonna it check. Was, it's like, it was. It was. It was. Honestly, it was something. It, it was something obscene. And I want to say right? that you're right. That it was half a billion. Yeah. Like, and and if you got him out. All the architects of the 2008 economic crisis. They all failed up. They all yep. got bonuses. Nothing happened to them. And now we're seeing if you, if you just take that that whole <laughs> that whole theory of it's good to be a white criminal. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries, uh, you know, coined it really well. He said uh, this this weaponization subcommittee is an actually an insurrection protection committee and it's a great label oh, it's a great good. term oh, because that's good. the people who plotted an insurrection with donald trump the majority of these 21 republicans were willing to hijack their own party and the 118th congress to get what they want from kevin mccarthy and they did a majority of them support the big lie yep. promoted the coup at least three of them gates scott perry Mm-hmm. And Bobert, the one who loves guns, are are allegedly among the nearly dozen who proactively asked for pardons. Mm-hmm. They're not in jail. Nope. Not even, ha- not even under investigation. We don't think they're under investigation. In fact, they're crowing in the house. And then you got folks who, you know, I want to talk really quick about these 21 Republicans who are kind of the extreme members of the extremist party. These folks. What does that even mean? <laughs> They're, what does that even mean? They're more extreme. They got pissed off. This is what happened. The extremists of the Republican Party got pissed off at other extremists for not being extreme enough for the extremist base, which led to the 15 rounds of voting for Kevin McCarthy. And these people right now who control the House, because they control Kevin McCarthy, folks, they don't believe in the government. They nope. want to abolish the income tax. They want to yep. abolish the IRS. They want to abolish federal social agencies. Se- they want to fire security. federal employees. And so just the, the, the exquisite beauty of whiteness is that they are getting a six-figure salary mm-hmm. from us and our taxpayer dollars to represent the people in the government as they're trying to burn down the government. You get paid to be a white art- arsonist in America. It's No, you fail up. You fail up in government and in finance. And meanwhile, the rest of us are seen as crazy, lazy criminals and extremists, which is why it's important to have this type of conversation so you don't feel like you're crazy. From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. 
Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities. Healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country. Immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun. And candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. You know, when you said, (laughs) when we're talking about the foreclosure crisis in the early 2000s, we have to remember that at that same time, Barack Obama becomes president. Mm. And at that same time, I'm thinking about the millions of people who lost their homes and lost their livelihood, because that is how you build wealth in America, right? You build wealth through the ability to buy property, right? That's where your money is held. And so Barack Obama comes into office, breaks history and doesn't do anything to hold these people accountable and instead bails out the banks. That's right. Who too big have to fail. Steal, too big to fail, who have been stealing from us in terms of all of, you know, the fine print that you don't read on your how much money they're taking away from you. And this is when, if you remember, Elizabeth Warren wanted the Consumer Protection Agency, right. right? In order to protect people because she knows what we know which is that corporations, unchecked and unregulated, will take advantage of the most marginalized among us. Right. And what they do, these corporations, these banks, these CEOs and COOs like Donald Trump, like Alan Wasserberg, like the Wall Street guys and girls and all of these people, is that they look at these communities who have been sold this idea of the American dream, sold this idea of home ownership, And they say, oh, you suckers, Mm. we've been denying your families for generations. So now we're going to give you this opportunity, which you think is your golden ticket in order to be able to finally be able to build some wealth and access in this country. And then they come in and they take it right away from you because it's all built on fraud, because they know that we are so desperate for the opportunity to have our foot in the door right, of what America has been offering and says that it offers to those that work hard. And then those that have the ability to green light, gaslight. That's right. And that's what it is that they've done. And so all we we don't even have to go that far back, folks. We're only talking about 15 some odd years ago. And the pattern of recklessness that we have seen, Waj, in that time is uncanny. I think to myself, oh, my God, what would have happened if all of the CEOs and the COOs and the traders on Wall Street, if they were all put in jail? Right. Would we would we be in the situation that we're in? Would we see the Allen Weisselbergs? Would we see right the FTX and these people or would they be terrified? Because they know that accountability is there. But no, instead, we want to pick up the kid under suspicion of se- uh, uh, under suspicion of stealing a backpack mm. and throw them in solitary confinement. We want to shoot up the kid that says that their hands are in the air for no other reason than walking down their own fucking street. We want to kill them. But the people that are actually causing harm, mm. stealing the American dream for millions, we do nothing. We celebrate them by giving them golden and platinum parachutes and allowing them on to go to their next venture. 
their next fucking grift. These and, just I mean, get and, and, bigger over time because we do nothing to check and you them. Know, the, the frustrating part of it is somehow police are always around when it's black and brown folks. You know, they'll always, always have sting operations. They'll always like crack down. But you see the incompetence of these rich white criminals, right? And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, like, Alan Weiselberg and Trump and Madoff and like all these guys were openly criming and they weren't even like sophisticated about it. They were sloppy. And you sit there and go, huh, they just were allowed to do it, Daniel, because it's yep. an incestuous all boys club. Like George Carlin said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. Right. How is it possible that they could fraud so openly? How is it possible that they can do income tax fraud? How is it so possible that this was so egregious and nobody did anything. Trump just got away with it, still gets away with it, right? And only after you have some intrepid prosecutor like Letitia James come in, and only when you have the scrutiny of the public, and only when he becomes president, then and then there's a magnifying glass. And so it makes me think, what other criming is openly right. happening that is not only destroying uh, communities, and that is not only crushing people of color, but it's also corrupting our institutions and and the nexus here especially with this week with all of it coming to a head and the hypocrisy of the insurrection protection committee of all people using their power to investigate law enforcement oh by the way they also say back the blue did you hear that danielle they also said back the mm -hmm. blue uh, until the blue comes after them until the blue is the capital police officers or the dc metropolitan police then yes. it's fuck the blue yeah then it's like f them and like they're all frauds but the incestuous network here and how it's connected is the same Republican extremist party that is in control of the House by four votes, thanks to freaking gerrymandering and uh, incompetent in New, York. New York Democrats. Thank you, New York Democratic Party uh, and leadership. Um, they are also helping these very same Wall Street criminals, right? They're coming in right now. They're going to they want to get rid of the IRS. They want to make sure there's no audits. They want to make sure there's no accountability. The Republicans, as we know, the one thing that they did during the Trump's tenure, they didn't build their mother effing wall. What they did is $2 trillion tax cuts for the rich, which did not spruce up the economy. Nothing trickled down because nothing ever trickles down. Charles Barkley, I remember I was watching a basketball game and he, he I, I, sometimes you got to admire the guy's bluntness. He goes, listen, man, poor people, y'all are screwed. Uh, nothing's trickling down. I'm going to go buy some nice watches. Good luck. Uh, you know, he openly said it. And so it's an incestuous network in politics and in business when it comes to these rich white criminals who have each other's backs. And I'm sitting here right now mm -hmm. as of this recording. You know, I feel bad for law enforcement because a lot of good people doing good work. But at the same time, I also know that it was the FBI itself that mm -hmm. openly talked about white supremacy infiltrating their ranks. It's been known for years. And they've done nothing. And as you mentioned, we now know that former military and police officers make up mm -hmm. a huge chunk of the Oath Keepers and, and the Proud, Proud Boys, Boys. two mm -hmm. right-wing extremist groups who helped Donald Trump overthrow the coup. And when we've seen the videos of Proud Boys, freaking white dudes, mostly white dudes, acting belligerent AF in suburban streets, I can't even imagine black and brown folks doing that. And in fact, when I see black folks and brown folks protesting peacefully, uh, I remember. I'm terrified. Uh, yeah, you remember what happened in D.C. Right? Friggin' mm -hmm. cleared out uh, tear, tear gas. gas. Yeah, rubber bullets. But mm -hmm. you and you know, and you sit there and go, "Well, have the chickens not come home to roost?" Is, is that me being too blunt and too unfair? 
Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I mean, it is, it's the reality, but the thing is, watch, I don't know if this is the chickens coming home to roost when they are nesting in our house of representatives. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like what we witnessed with the 14 failed votes for uh, McCarthy was a bloodless insurrection. Mm. We recognize that Without accountability, here's the Freedom Caucus come in to run roughshod over the rest of the world. And so, yeah, if law enforcement gets investigated, but they're not looking for what we're looking for. They're not looking for the white supremacists. They're not looking to figure out how come the quote unquote ball was dropped on January 6th, because that's the kind of investigation that is worth our time, which is how is it that there were 4,000 or some odd messages Notes, things on social media, all saying, we're going to D.C. on January 6th. Bring your weapons, bring your guns. And the FBI did absolutely nothing. Yep. Right. Like there was no override to Donald Trump, knowing that the man had tweeted out days before January 6th is going to be wild. And then. Oh, you're waiting on the president of the United States that tells people to go march to the Capitol building to go take their country back, knowing those people were armed. You're waiting for him to say something like the system it, is broken. And if you think, you know, I just want to chime in real quick. If you, you know, if you're listening right now and you're like, ah, that Danielle and Wadge and those darkies and blacks and browns are whining and complaining. Take it from a white man. Stephen Sund, ex-Capitol Police chief, who just, I think about a week and a half ago, said it was the FBI and DHS and Pentagon that failed on January 6th, and his team had the intel and kept trying to warn folks, and they didn't listen. And as you said, there were texts, it was open, it was clear, they were meeting at the Willard Hotel, even you and I know, they established their headquarters at the Willard Hotel. Waj, we're acting as if they even had to open up WhatsApp. Like it was on, it was on Facebook. Like it was literally on Facebook. It was on Twitter. Like there was no signal thread. There was no WhatsApp. Like they they just said where they were going to be. There was then, literally no subtlety. None. None whatsoever. And then all of a sudden after after that, I wonder where these people are. Well, let hmm. me take 
Let me check Jane Smith's Instagram account. <laughs> you you and me should have been deputized. And we're like, yo, we'll get like a bunch of black aunties and like brown uncles like deputize us and, and get, empower us. And we'll get you the insurrectionist in like two hours. Just like you just give us the authority. We could have stopped that shit. You know, but I think that the reality is, um, you know, as we look at, you know, just switching gears for uh, a moment with a few minutes that we have left, as we look and see what is happening globally mm. and America went from being the beacon on the hill to providing the blueprint for fascism and insurrection in our lifetime. That is extraordinary. The demise and the decline of America and the fact that Brazil said to themselves, oh, no, no, we, we rounding up these people now. Mm. They arrested thousands of people that day. They are calling for uh, Bolsonaro to be extradited right. from Florida to Brazil to stand trial. His own kids are trying to break into the Italian embassy in order to get Italian passports so that they can vacate before, right? The hammer comes down. Right. Like, will we ever learn? Because Brazil sure as hell learned from us and said, no, no, these people aren't going home today. No, we're going to make an example out of them because we stand for and about democracy. But you know what? Uh, that whiteness is a superpower, and it's a superpower that has privilege. It's a superpower that escapes accountability. It's a superpower whose grievance must hijack the real grievances and pain of the rest of us. And that whiteness, which is a representative of white supremacy, remains the toxic drug and self-destructive fire that will keep burning the American dream instead of making it into a reality. But I'm grateful that at least you and I are still here in 2023. We're calling out the BS. Uh, and it's one of those things that I'm glad that, you know, for, for those who are listening, you know, sometimes Dan Danielle and I were like, what should we talk about? And other times we just press play <laughs> and, and hit record. And today was one of those things like, I got to get something off my chest. And uh, it's good to know that there's a partner out there, Danielle, who uh, keeps me in check, but also uh, uh, lets me realize I'm not alone and, and uh, I'm not being gaslit. You know, 100% Waj, that is how I feel about you. That is what we are here to do all year, folks, every week, is to make you feel less alone and less crazy because that's the least that we can do as we traverse this, you know, terrain of white supremacy, greed, and, and destruction of democracy. We need to stand resolute. Um, that is it, folks, for us here on Democracy-ish this week. I'm Danielle Moody. I'm Wajah and we will be back next week, inshallah, if there is, in fact, a country left. Or maybe we'll just go to Brazil. I don't know. 